Stephen Jill here. Hello. Welcome to the House Academy Show, entertaining real estate investment talk. I'm Stephen Jack Butella. And I'm Jill DeWitt, broadcasting from sunny Southern California. Today, Jill and I talk about wholesaling a house with confidence. Where did this come up, Jill? When somebody in our group was asking about this, like, gosh, I wish I had the confidence that you guys do. You've done all these. I'm like, you know, you could start out with more confidence with a few little tips that I'm going to share in a few minutes. I had a conversation a really long time ago. This is an appropriate setup for this. Okay. It was at a house party, and um, this is a long, long time ago uh, when I was in real estate, and we were just, uh, me and my partner, were just beginning to successfully sell, uh, buy and sell property. And we had, you know, it was to the point where I could buy a house, and it was successful enough where it just, it was good. This person was asking me, she kept saying, I mean, it's great that you guys can buy these houses uh, and buy this land, but how do you know? And I'm like, what do you mean, how do you know? Like, so I did all the math, the properties on, on each side of it sold for 150,000, I'm buying it for 85. We clean it up a little bit, you know, and back in those days it was all real vacant land. Um, but it applies to everything in this house academy show. And she kept saying that, how do you know that it's okay to buy this? Well, I think I just told you. The comps over here. There's data over here. This is how you do it, you know. And and then it's just became come become second nature where I know it's a good deal. And so I haven't I gather enough data so that I know. Now it's not even a matter of confidence. It's like I have to do this deal. I know all that, but how do you know? So what she was really asking me is, I need to have a feeling. And I think I hope Jill's going to cover that with confidence. <laughs> <laughs> Because it didn't end. Like, there wasn't anything that I could say that would satisfy, the, give her the answer she wanted. That's kind of funny. Okay, I love it. <laughs> she's, she's a nurse now, and I think she's, and I yes, know she's Maybe that. that's better. <laughs> for a lot I of just people, remember that forever. For a lot How of do reasons. you know? How do you know it's okay to do this? Oh, my gosh. My whole family was like that. Okay. They just never got to the point where they were like, this is a great deal. I'm doing it. That's hilarious. Before we get into it, let's take a question posted by one of our members on the houseacademy.com online community. It's free. Mabel asks, how do you know when you're buying a house for the right price so you can make money on it when you sell? So same question, same basic question like, how do you know? That's you buy it for a lot less. <laughs> That's the end of the show. <laughs> ding, ding. Are all the other three bedroom, two baths in the neighborhood going for 200? Will you buy it for 150? Next, I, I mean, I don't know what else. There's a bunch of stuff we can say and, and about confidence and um, childhood experiences, I guess. This is going to go deep into psychology. Oh, no. But it's just a data set for me. You know, let let, let's up. just make it. Let's just make okay. it the show. Well, this is different. Okay, go ahead and start the show because then I have some different things. Well, I have different things to say about the pricing. I mean, so you think Mabel's question is not about is is. I think it's about numbers, right? We're agreeing with Nabel's questions about numbers, not a feeling. It's really easy to run the numbers and see what things are worth and what they're selling for. It's too easy to go, especially with houses. This is what I love about House Academy. Oh my gosh. I can easily, me not even being the data pro that you are, go into a dark room and in a couple hours come out with a really pretty spreadsheet that says, you know what, in this zip code or these zip codes, I know how many days on market there have been and, and the square footage and price for per square foot and what things are selling for and how fast it's going to go. So I know that. 
So I know those numbers. So I can accurately know going into this transaction that Mabel's talking about, what I should offer, what I should buy it for. A lot of people come to us from, uh, obviously from lots of different places in life. And I think what these questions are, this person, uh, the situation I just described, and I think Mabel's question here is, I'm staring at all these properties for sale in the MLS. How do you know that this property that's priced at this at this pr- uh, price here, I'm going to make money on it? And the, and the answer is, you're not. You will never, uh, ever, ever make money buying a property out of the MLS with very, very few exceptions. I mean, very few. Find a smoking deal like a diamond in the rough that's listed on the MLS, go through the motions of buying it, uh, and get it all done, if not for any other reason than this. The amount of fees that are associated with a property that is listed in the MLS that, if, you're, if a property is listed for 100 grand in the MLS, it's gonna, the, the, that's not what it's gonna say on the HUD-1 closing statement. It's gonna say a lot more. Mm-hmm. When you're buying it our way, and you're buying it for, when you're telling the seller what you're gonna pay versus uh, accepting whatever's listed in there, you're just so further ahead right from the very, very beginning. So. I think that's what this this whole notion of how do you know, and what Mabel's question is: How do I know that this this is listed for one hundred eighty thousand dollars, and then I don't know if that's a good deal? We'll talk about that here in a second. How do you get that confidence? Today's topic: wholesaling a house with confidence. This is why you're listening. So I took it like this. I was thinking about just in everything, in the whole transaction. Okay, I've got House Academy, I study the program, I know the data, I'm still not feeling confident, what do I do? So you're, then my first thing is, you need to know your stuff even more. Let me back up with my example here. Within the last year, I had to get a California driver's license. I've been carrying around my Arizona driver's license for quite some time. Now, I obviously have been driving for several years. I'm not new to driving, not new to the rules of the road. So I could go in cold, right? And and fingers crossed, take the stupid you know driver's test and I may or may not pass. This is not how I roll, by the way. If I'm gonna do it, I'm gonna do it right. I don't wanna go back and drive to the DMV three times. I'm doing it, I'm all in. What are you laughing at? I'm not. Okay. I was there with you and it's just, uh, the DMV is a crack up. Oh, it is, that's a whole separate thing. Yeah. But, but so here's the reality. So I went in with confidence. What did I do? Yes, I got the stupid book and I read the stupid book. I even had my kid quiz me on the stupid book. I knew I've forgotten most of it now, so let's be honest. But you know, when I needed to take the test, I, it was in my head. I could pull it, you know, quickly. I could tell you every little, you know, school, church, you know, fire department. What are the speed limits? What do you? What do you? What's the stopping distance? What's this? What's that? I mean, you know, what is that? All the different signs. I was all the little nuances to California too that they throw in there. I had them down, and you know what? I went in with confidence, and what I do, I nailed the test because I was prepared. I, this is, and I've done this. This has been my whole life. That's I'm not a yeah. This I is am, like who you are. I am not photo whatever that's called. I don't have a photographic memory. Um, I have to study, and depending on what it is, it might be flashcards. So even now with me, I think part of my my memory process, I'm pretty sure it's why I do this way. Now I'm just in second nature. I write things down and then I transpose them into an email or something like that. Because I think it, it just makes it clearer for me. Well, that's what works it. for you, yeah. Exactly. That's all that so, matters. So thank it works you. for you. 
So, man, if you're doing a house deal, whether you're buying it or selling it, know your stuff. On the buy side, that means know the area, feel good about your price, you pull the comps, you know three houses in the neighborhood just sold, so you know you have a good price. You're gonna come at this with confidence in everything. Uh, and it just makes everything easier. The second thing is, if you don't know something, or then let me go back to the sell side. On the sell <coughs> side, know your property. Know everything about it that you possibly can. I don't need you to be a general contractor, but I want you to have a general contractor that you can call and ask questions. So if you don't know it, you can get back to people on it. And go, you know, that's a really good question. I know my, my guy that uh, did the inspection has that. Here's the inspection. You know, share that too. So if you don't know it, don't shoot from the hip. Say you'll say you'll get back to him and find out. All of this makes you look good too, by the way, and that builds confidence. And the third thing is you're still struggling. Do a deal with someone else who is a little bit ahead of you or a lot ahead of you. I kind of like someone's a little bit ahead of you, and and you'll learn from them, and that will give you even more confidence. I know that. Um, there's times, I'm trying to think of a good example, but we've all been there, like you've, like uh, maybe you started a new job and you know, you're watching someone run, I don't know, making pizzas, let's just give an example, I don't know, because I used, one of my first jobs was straw hat pizza. And I'm sure going into it, I'm like, this, this might be tricky, I don't know what to do. And you get into it and you're like, that's all there is, a scoop of that, two cups of that, and that's, you know, whatever. I know how to make a pizza, duh. And when someone shows you, it's not that complicated sometimes. Um, so really working with somebody, it'll take some of the um, questions and concerns and what you think is a big deal and make it go away. Let me describe a scenario to you, uh, and you're going to be the buyer, okay? Okay. We send a bunch of mail out, and all the houses in the environment are $150,000, both on a, a sell side, uh, both from comparison value of sales. And they're all listed for like 150000 160000 bucks. I go and send out, or Jill does, an offer campaign for $89,000 across the board, all these houses. And the person calls back and says, you know what? I need to move to Boston anyway. My house is a mess. Um, $89,000, call it $90,000, you got a deal. Uh, What's the next step? What do you say? I need to send someone out. We're gonna take some pictures on it. Okay, Um, so all these questions that Jill's about to do, all these answers that she's she's about to tell us, Hopefully, in not a tremendous amount of detail, because this is a radio show. <laughs> are how she gains confidence that this deal is okay, because as it stands, it passed my tests. I'm the person who does all the data. I pulled in a property that I'm pretty confident. I got my confidence. I'm confident this property is worth 150 grand, and I'm confident the offer that I made it for ninety thousand dollars that just got signed. I kind of did my job. Now, Jill. How do you get your confidence? You pull in what? I want to get eyes on the property and I want an inspection. And I want to know where the, we stand on the taxes and I want to double check that there are no outstanding liens that anybody didn't that's trying to brush under the rug or they don't know about. So financial confidence, she wants to make sure there's no liens, which is what the show was about yesterday. Doing her own little preliminary title report to see if there's a mortgage or something like that. It takes It's free if you're with our group. There's some resources that we have. That's financial confidence. Economic confidence, I already accomplished. The third one is physical plant confidence. Is there, are there cracks in the foundation? She's gonna send a guy in there because neither one of us are qualified to say if this physical plant itself is okay, if it's falling down, are there holes in the roof? It looks good. The pictures look great on Google Earth. I don't know, but I don't have any confidence about the physical plant. 
So we find out there's no liens, mm-hmm. and we find and the inspection comes back great with a few little issues as there are always. Mm-hmm. What what else do you need to have some confidence? Nothing. I've already had a signed purchase agreement with this guy. I'm opening escrow. Okay, so that's my whole point. That was perfect, by the way. We are we've done sixteen thousand deals. Our confidence level at that point is okay. Uh, we're going to do this deal because we've ch- checked it off our list. There's probably for me. There's a couple more little things that I need to know. Um, I, I would go back in and check census tract information, and I would check to see if if I actually missed something. That's your financial yes. piece, so that's okay. on your side of the sheet. Okay, so the uh, the regular person, maybe this nurse that I mentioned earlier, it's not going to be enough. She she doesn't have the confidence, and it's not a real estate thing. It's everything. It's the DMV thing. She's just not a confident person. So when people people say. I don't have the confidence to do a real estate deal. What they're really saying is, when something goes sideways, because it always does in a real estate deal, I don't have the self-confidence to call in some people that know more about it than I do. Maybe I have some extra dough set aside because some, this $90,000 deal that I'm gonna think is worth 150, man, it turns out everybody missed a bunch of stuff, I missed some stuff, and I'm, it's gonna cost me probably 130,000 bucks to get the thing just where I can sell it in an as-is condition because I made a mistake. I mean, 90 up to 130 to try to sell the 150? Yes. Okay. So I made a bunch of mistakes. I missed a bunch of stuff. I don't know what to do. Do you cower? Do you cower and say, oh, well, I suck. I can't do real estate. I can't do anything. My mom was right. This is a mess. Screw it. No reason I'm That's alone. The person. No one will have me. <laughs> My dog hates me. No, what you did. <laughs> Is you stand up straight. You say, damn it, I missed some on this stuff. So I'm what? calling in a guy. I'm going to get on the phone. It's probably going to take all day. I'm going to find a foundation guy. Yeah. Or I'm going to do what I need to do yeah. to get the roof fixed, the leak thing. Yeah. I'm gonna, I might have to eat it. I might lose money on this deal. It doesn't. I don't look in the mirror and say, you know, boy, I suck at real estate. No, you just missed a few things and that's it. Yeah. No. So that's what this show yeah. to me is really about. If you really are concerned, everybody in our advanced group has it's they're so overconfident it's silly like they're not afraid of anything no they're so running can, with scissors they're running with <laughs> they're running with scissors in both hands and their yep, teeth with a stick of dynamite in their back pocket <laughs> lit and whatever happens in any real estate deal and in their career and how they're doing any of this stuff they'll deal with it yeah they'll you know they may have a contingency plan for it they may not but they have a lot of experience in dealing with a lot of stuff that has not before they got to us or before they got to their real estate career solving problems well this is part of your financial thing you build in these cushions you build on cushions Mm -hmm. and that helps with confidence like for example we just sold a property where a title the title company who's on the buy side not the sell side missed three thousand dollars like doggone it good thing we had that built in so it's not like i'm hurting i just made three thousand dollars less because i missed it but there you go a lot of people this is not for a lot of people you know, there are, there are people that they Point. maybe they should go into healthcare or whatever, and maybe they they need to just have a job, which is fine. There's nothing yeah. wrong with any of this stuff. There's just it's not their their risk threshold. If they have to make any decisions or rely on themselves or solve a problem, that's so far beyond their risk threshold and their confidence level that they would just rather be a nurse. And I think that's fine. Mm-hmm. That's totally fine. There are no nurses in our group. There are a bajillion salespeople. There are aerospace engineers. There are re- retired accountants. Um, they're all. 
What do you financial say medical? risk takers. Yeah, but they're not, but they're like they're like way up of, there. Of a single RN. Yes. Yeah. So, but wait, wait, let's not pick on our ends. Though. Okay, I don't want to say we can't I make love, a generalization. Way, I know. I can't think of a more rewarding profession, and it's like teachers. I can't think of a of a more noble profession. Because anybody so, can do this. I guess the point of this is I disagree. Decide. Well, hold, please. You can overcome a lot of things like that, but the, but if you can't overcome confidence, you can't uh, solve problems. I mean, that's a whole separate thing. That's my point. Oh, okay, good. We can't change confidence. Confidence is something that that goes on goes on uh, outside of this. But you can't do things to build your confidence, like I suggested. Does that make sense? There's if you can't <laughs> come on. <laughs> I know we're disagreeing. I'm sorry. I'm going to disagree with you. I think you should. I flat out disagree. I bet Stephen, if you had to take a test tomorrow and it was something you never worked, you're gonna go. You don't. You didn't study for the test. You're not gonna be confident. You study for the test. You know all the answers. You're confident. I, I think that makes sense. I'm sorry, we went, we're going over on time, but I, I think know. this is important because I do want to talk about this. Yeah, it's if it I works. Picked, if I wanted, for whatever reason, to learn about welding, I'm just pulling a thing, pulling a concept out. It's just DMV story. This is. I'm going to go about it like this. I'm going to take a couple classes. Probably talk to a guy who's been a welder his whole life. Get, gather all the information, uh, and then I'm going to go into trying to weld uh, progressively to see how it's going to work. And and stuff's going to go sideways. It always does. My first welding project's probably going to be a disaster. But if I've taken the edu- the correct education in the beginning, surrounded myself with some people who actually know how to do it, they may or may not be able to save me my first two months in welding or whatever it is, but at some point, and I'll know what to do if I screw it all up. I, we'll go trash it. I've lost a bunch of money. I don't think that's not going to affect my confidence at all. If it's important to me, I will become a great welder. Mm-hmm. And that's just how it is. So that's, that's not real estate specific or any of it. That's just how we approach stuff in life. Exactly. And you might decide to 90 days in that you hate it. Yeah. Hate it. Oh my, it's too hot. I don't look good in this. I don't look good with a thing on. Whatever it is, it pulls my hair. <laughs> no, I'm, actually I'm confident that's not going to be one of the things that I say. I don't look good in this outfit. <laughs> Whatever it is, these people are weird. You know, something like that. This is not my community. I don't want to be like these guys. You know, something like that. You're going to get in and figure it out. And then that's not confidence, though. And then hopefully you have the confidence to leave. That's confidence. Know what's right for you. Can we end it on that? Yep. Okay, good. <laughs> Happy you could join us today. Every Tuesday and Thursday, you can find us right here on the House Academy Show. Monday, Wednesday, Wednesdays, and Fridays, we are on the Land Academy Show. Tomorrow, the episode on the Land Academy Show is called The State of Land Academy After Five Years. Like, where are we after five years? Who really is part of the group after five years? How many mistakes do, did you make? Or how great? What's, what's great on the other end? What's, what's the result of all this? You are not alone in your real estate <laughs> ambition. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Now go. So where are we now? <laughs> oh, yeah. For, oh, thanks. Yeah, that's okay. I'm here to help you. It's no worries. Rem- uh, remains commercial free. I will do that right now. The House Academy Show remains commercial free for you, our loyal listener. So wherever you're watching, wherever you're listening, please subscribe and rate us there. We Dear are Stephen Jill. Information. And inspiration. To buy undervalued property. You know, I, I have to say, I think it's fun for me when we disagree a little bit. Oh, okay. That's good. <laughs>